The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Well, greetings, pet lovers. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. Like each and every week, we're broadcasting from the EpiPet studios. You know, Doc, the Internet is in full buzz about the death of Matthew Perry, one of, as I like to say, one of the million dollar episode friends. Remember that deal? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was all a TV was ablaze. I think that was one of the iconic TV deals, as well as when reality TV stars like Bethany Frankel, also a dog lover, made it big. Now, all of those reality TV shows, if you make it big, they take a percentage of what you make Mm -hmm. based on contracts. Well, anywho, there's a rumor that has gone around that Lisa Kudrow, you remember her, she was the Mm -hmm. blonde in the show, uh, is going to take his dog. She's going to adopt his dog. But here's the thing, Doc. He didn't have a dog. You know, the the last dog he had, his girlfriend took when they broke up. So but I love the fact that all these dog lovers out there are concerned about the dogs. You know, I, I can't remember the last celebrity who died and everyone was worried about the dog. Can you think of somebody? Ivanka. That's true. Ivanka uh, Trump, when she died, she had that Yorkie that she was spotted all over town with. And one of the things people said is that dog would always get underfoot. Me personally, and I think she was walking down the stairs and the dog got underfoot and she fell down the stairs. But uh, it just goes to show you everybody always wants to know what the story with the dog is. Can you believe that? I do believe that. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. You know, it's kind of funny. I was thinking when I said that, it's like people always want to know the follow up to a dog story or if the dog had surgery or what people post, you know, online. And it's interesting because people still talk about Lady Gaga and the French Bulldogs. You know, they always want to know. And I have to remind people that the person who kidnapped her dogs and shot her dog walker didn't know they were Lady Gaga's dogs mm-hmm. and all the craziness that ensued with that. I mean, we're we're still celebrity driven in thought and um, and maybe breed or, you know, rescue by a lot of what I guess it's the cult of the celebrities, what the celebrities have, what they're doing with their dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know what I thought was really interesting? You know, the Kardashians over the years have had so many dogs. And um, Kim has two dogs. Kim Kardashian has two dogs, Suki and Saki. You know what she dressed him up as? What? Sushi. Because there's a dog sushi costume. So I thought that was, you know, kind of apropos. Sure. So it's uh, it's just kind of maybe those Kardashians will come up with a pet line. Probably. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, Kylie now has a fashion line. I think if they came up with a pet line, everybody would have to go get something of uh, of theirs. Well, hopefully we find out what happened with Matthew Perry, and we're glad that uh, his prior dog is is safe. What do you think happened? Um, we'll know in six months. That's when the toxicology report comes out. Oh, yeah, that's a long time. Think he was on drugs? Um, I really don't want to project. 
Okay. That's a good idea. So, Dr. Fleck, why don't you give us the show rundown? Well, this week on the Pet Buzz, we're talking about a dog dying from a fake vet. Dog and cat colds with Michigan State University's Dr. Stephen Carey. How daylight savings time affects dogs. Paw care. And dealing with dogs in the first snow. And? And? Well, earlier in the week, we celebrated November 1st is National Cook for Your Pets Day. This national holiday encourages cooking something for your pet companion in your life. You love your pet and you want to provide what is best for them. So why not try to make them healthy home cooked food? But are there things that you need to know? Well, joining us today is veterinarian Dr. Jonathan Stockman. Dr. Stockman is an associate professor at Long Island University in the Department of Clinical Veterinary Sciences. His forte is nutrition. I guess my first question, Dr. Stockman, and by the way, I'm happy to have you here. So welcome. This is your first time on the Pet Buzz. Um, Dr. Stockman, do you believe that the recent surge in pet food recalls, the ongoing um, Food and Drug Administration investigation into diet-related heart disease in dogs, as well as the perception that poor quality ingredients or inferior quality ingredients filling bags of pet food, and you know the things I'm talking about, do you think that these things have contributed to the fact that pet owners are weary of commercial diets, and, and there's so many of them, have really kind of made us want to cook for our pets? What do you think? Well, you know, um, the interest in home cooking for our pets is not new. It's been around for a very long time, and people feel like they want to prepare meals for their pets to give them a healthier alternative or to treat them as one of the family. But um, the fact is that you need to know what you're doing when you're home cooking. The diet needs to be complete and balanced. So it needs to be uh, supplemented with vitamins and minerals and um, the right kinds of fats as well is very important. So it's not something that you can just do willy nilly, especially if you're doing it more than for more than a day or two. If you're just making one fun meal for your pet, that's absolutely fine. It doesn't need to be complete and balanced. But if you're doing this uh, long term as an alternative to commercial diets, then it really needs to be done the right way with the guidance of a professional or using um, uh, resources that are uh, reliable. Okay, so um, I want to let everyone know, because we hear that term all the time, complete and balanced. So just give us a quick rundown of what is complete and balanced and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, there, the term complete and balanced means that it provides all the necessary vitamins and minerals, amino acids, fatty acids, and there are about 40 different nutrients that dogs require um, in sufficient amounts to be healthy. So it's not something that we, without some, some calculation, some guidance, can really do on our own. And I actually did a study where I evaluated a number of recipes for home-prepared diets, and I found that most all of them were not complete and balanced. So it is something that you need to do in an informed way. Um, and AFCO does provide uh, guidelines for commercial diets in terms of what uh, those diets need to include to be complete and balanced. But it's really based on um, research data from the NRC, took all of the, the, the known scientific data together and distilled it to nutritional guidelines. 
And you mentioned that a lot of times we, because we love our pets and consider them family members, our four-legged family members, we kind of attribute human characteristics when it comes to our canine and feline companions. But we know that their nutritional requirements aren't the same. So you mentioned amino acids and some other things. So what do we need to know before starting to make meals for dogs? You need to know that dogs, for example, have a pretty narrow safety range for vitamin D. They do require vitamin D. It's very important for absorbing calcium and phosphorus from the food and put it in, putting it in the bones. But too much vitamin D can be really dangerous. And the safety range is quite narrow. So if you don't know what you're doing, it's easy to overshoot their vitamin D um, levels and give them excess vitamin D that can be potentially uh, dangerous. Um, with cats, they have a higher protein requirement, but they have a very specific um, requirements for certain amino acids, such as an amino acid called taurine, uh, which dogs don't require. And that amino acid has to be provided in sufficient amounts um, because otherwise they can develop uh, heart disease or blindness. Um, so that is one reason why um, dogs can, add, can eat cat food. Cats cannot eat dog food safely because a lot of times there isn't enough of that um, amino acid taurine because dogs, again, can make it from other amino acids. So that's a lot of things to think about. So if you want to cook for your pets, how should pet owners go about finding the best and healthiest recipes? Unfortunately, um, there aren't a lot of great resources out there. Uh, and I actually evaluated recipes from veterinary books and from uh, different books that are out there for pet owners, as well as websites. And the vast majority of, of recipes were not complete and balanced. So it's not something that you can uh, really do without some additional guidance. So you can either contact a veterinary nutritionist such as myself, or there is a website that is managed by a veterinary nutritionist called Balance It. Um, and balanceit.com, they have their own supplement. And so that website allows pet owners to come up with recipes for their pets and then buy the supplement to uh, provide all the necessary vitamins and minerals. Well, we need to take a commercial break and then we'll return with veterinarian Dr. Jonathan Stockman of Long Island University. Also in our next segment is Celebrity Pet Buzz and Flex Facts. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at the. PetBuzz.com. A lot of Kanoi's energy started to bounce back. She has a lot of puppy moments and she'll be 14 this summer. What did these dog parents do for their dogs? They switched to Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food made by Dr. Marty Goldstein, a veterinarian Forbes magazine called The Miracle Worker. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is back with a 90-day guarantee. Save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get a free full-size bag of Tilly's Treasures Dog Treats. They're best-selling beef liver dog treats while supplies last. Go to drmartypets.com love or text love to 511-511. Go to drmartypets.com love. 
or shop in over 2,000 stores nationwide. Use the store locator to find the store closest to you. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. She's running around. Her breath doesn't smell. Her digestive system is perfect. It has made such a huge difference. What did this dog parent do for their dog? She switched to Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food made by Dr. Marty Goldstein, a veterinarian Forbes magazine called The Miracle Worker. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourish skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get a free full-sized bag of Tilly's Treasures Dog Treats. They're best-selling beef liver dog treats while supplies last. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or shop in over 2,000 stores nationwide. Use the store locator to find the store closest to you. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Paid for by Dr. Marty Pets. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Well, we are back with Dr. Jonathan Stockman of Long Island University. What a great smile you have, Dr. Stockman, discussing what we need to know about cooking for our pets. A lot of people are interested in raw diets as well as gently cooked meals. So that can be dangerous if food's not handled properly, not only for the pet, right, but also for the pet owner. Can you talk about some of the things that pet owners need to be wary of? There is no evidence that raw dog food is any better than commercially prepared dog food. And I just want to just go back to one of the comments that were made earlier. Things like poop and uh, euthanized animals, they're, they're not supposed to be found in commercial dog food. They're not allowed in commercial dog food. But Raw food can have potentially bacteria or parasites that can be dangerous for the pet. And also, in some cases, uh, can be what we call a zoonotic um, risk, where uh, the person that is that is in touch with the food and the pet can become ill because of this um, of, of these pathogens. So it's very important if you are handling raw meat to make sure you're washing your hands really well, you're cleaning all the surfaces really well, but it's not really recommended to provide dogs and cats raw food um, because of of the risk of, of contamination. If you are using raw diets, the one thing that you could do a little bit more safely, um, and again, there's no benefit to it, but um, there are high pressure pasteurized raw diets that are a little bit more safe, in my opinion, than the plain raw diets, because there is a process there that gets rid of some of the bacteria and pathogens. I mean, it's hard enough to get people to wash their hands after they feed their dog. So compounded with handling raw meats and also making sure all of those things are washed immediately and the germs are off them, you know, could be a lot for the busy lives that we lead today. So you talked a little bit about research revealed about home cooked diets and how you worked on it. Um, I saw the term when I was preparing for this interview, drift diets. Is that the correct term? I'm not sure what is meant by drift diets. I think one thing that can be is that 
There may be some <laughs> diets that are formulated by veterinary nutritionists, but then there's a drift over time because people change some things. They're like, oh, I can't find this ingredient in the store, so I'm going to swap to something else. And then the recipe drifts from being one thing that is balanced to something else that is no longer balanced. That's exactly what the term that's what it talked about. Like you might have substituted brown rice for something else or some other vegetable where it was balanced before and you can't get a certain ingredient uh, or you didn't, you know, think and buy ahead like someone is stocking up. So that's good to know. So you mentioned, what was it called? The website again? Tell me one more time. It was called balanceit.com. Okay. Balanceit.com. So there are services out there uh, that can cook for your dog. I mean, they're alternatives, correct? So can you give us some ideas? Like who would cook for our dogs? So there are those um, services such as um, the farmer's dog and pet plate and others. Mm-hmm. Ollie's is another example. And they provide a commercial diet that is more similar to um, a home cook diet because it does uh, it is including um, ingredients that you can find in your own kitchen, as well as some supplements to balance the meal. I think the problem with some of these um, services is that there isn't much in terms of quality control to make sure that uh, the diets are indeed complete and balanced in every batch, and that there is no uh, variability between b- different batches. Um, and, and also some of them don't necessarily test their diets to make sure that they're safe. Um, so they're not really my most recommended, uh, avenue, uh, for, for pet owners. Now, doesn't like UC Davis cook food for dogs. I don't know if that's just a California based service, but I thought their nutritional department used to offer. I mean, I did my residency at UC Davis, um, oh. and, but I um, I don't think that they cook for their for for owners. What they do is they provide the recipe that is complete and balanced with instructions on how to prepare it, and then it's up to the owner to actually prepare the meal. Okay, but that's one option for people. You know, yeah. this sounds super complicated, and it sounds like you know you've got to go spend more time at the supermarket sourcing the ingredients, getting the right ingredients. You know, at least um, like at least if you're you know you're uh you're making a recipe out of Cooks Illustrated that that very uh coveted cooking magazine, um, they tell you what substitutions to make, but. I think maybe we should just stick with maybe like a little soup with no onions and garlic, and maybe we should be making some treats. What do you think, Dr. Stockman? I think that's a great idea. And you can, again, prepare like a little fun treat or meal for your pet at home, um, and that's absolutely fine. But the regular diet really needs to be complete and balanced and done the correct way. So using a reputable pet food manufacturer um, is, is a good idea in terms of selecting the right diet and feeding your dog a complete and balanced diet every day. I'm really glad that you were here to review some of this stuff and give us some ideas and websites that we can uh, we can check out if this is something that we're truly passionate about. Dr. Stockman, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I really appreciate having you here. And before you go, can you give us a website so we can learn a little bit more about you and, and where we can find you? Um, well, my only real website will be under Long Island University. So you can definitely um, find me at the LIU website. That's pretty much it.
And that's a lot. So, you know, check out Dr. Stockman. I've really enjoyed talking to him today. But just to remind you, that was veterinarian Dr. Jonathan Stockman, an associate professor at Long Island University in the Department of Clinical Veterinary Sciences. He deals with nutrition, discussing cooking for pets. It's all about what pet food owners share with their pooches. And now, the latest news about celebrities and their pets. It's obsession. Aren't they cute? What's the name? What's the name? Well, this past week on his Instagram feed, John Travolta, you know, the iconic singer and dancer and actor, or Vinnie Barbarino. Remember Bob, 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 Barino? Yeah. And most yeah. recently dressed up as Santa Claus. Oh, did he really? Yeah. He shared a photograph of himself enjoying a slice. That's what we say in New York. That's a slice of cheese pizza with his son's pup, Peanut. In the picture, the little dog stood on a table and tugged on a piece of particularly stringy cheese as Travolta took a giant bite. Well, according to People Pets, the pet pic looked awfully similar to the Disney film The Lady and the Tramp's iconic spaghetti. So Travolta is taking the bite, holding the pizza, and the dog is taking a little piece of cheese. It's a really cool picture. I'll put it up on our social media feeds. Well, just remember, Grand Dog John, pizza is really greasy, and we wouldn't want Peanut to get sick from eating one of America's favorite foods. Plus, it looks like the pizza is garnished with pepperoni. Oops, I meant pepperoni and onions. And these are no-nos for dogs. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud sponsor of the Pet Buzz. A lot of Kanoi's energy started to bounce back. She has a lot of puppy moments, and she'll be 14 this summer. What did these dog parents do for their dogs? They switched to Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food made by Dr. Marty Goldstein, a veterinarian Forbes magazine called The Miracle Worker. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. I am so confident your dog will love it. Your order is back with a 90-day guarantee. Save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get a free full-size bag of Tilly's Treasures Dog Treats. They're best-selling beef liver dog treats while supplies last. Go to drmartypets.com love or text love to 511-511. Go to drmartypets.com love or shop in over 2,000 stores nationwide. Use the store locator to find the store closest to you. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Let's kick off this segment with the I Likey of the Week. Well, this time of the year, we need to consider paw care. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. Die for. I like it. 
Well, at this time of the year, with the salt, the snow and the cold and winter temperatures, are your dog's paws not feeling possum? Wash Bar Kanuka and Repair Paw Balm can help soothe and moisturize paws, especially formulated combination of essential oils blended with beeswax is formed into a balm perfect for dry or damaged skin from chilly weather. Wash Bar's Paw Balm can also help repair cracks and minor wounds on paws as well as help with minor skin conditions found in wrinkles, tail flaps, ear creases, and on noses. This product contains no harsh chemicals, synthetic fragrances or colors, sulfates or parabens, just the good skin soothing stuff. This, you know, this company's from New Zealand and they're very into natural products. Good. Well, there are also some extra special ingredients in wash bars paw bomb that you wouldn't find in any other like copacaba oil sustainable source from rainforests in brazil and canuca oil from new zealand these two powerhouse ingredients help soothe heal and protect paws while being a hundred percent natural and safe to lick i think that's a good choice i think so too yeah well it's time for flex facts are you ready dr fleck yes okay Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers! I want the truth! So what are we talking about today? Well, you know, there's nothing like watching your dog play in the first snow of the year. Oh, don't you love that? Uh-huh. Most animals need some preparation before they can truly enjoy the cold weather without getting hurt. Well, like, what are you talking about, dog? Well, most dogs should be wearing two things when they walk or play in snow. A jacket. And boots. I think that's a great idea. If your dog has short fur, like a German short hair pony or pug, a jacket or a snowsuit will likely be necessary during the coldest days of the season. So look for a jacket that's easy to put on and take off. Dogs suited to snow heavy climates have paws with thicker pads and dense fur on their feet to protect them against the snow and ice. So I'm thinking like a Burmese mountain dog, a new fee, you know, they've got those thick paws. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Okay. The best dog boots have textured and flexible soles for good grip, are waterproof, and have adjustable hook and loop straps for a snug fit on a pooch. And I think that's a great comment, Dr. Fleck, because so many times we put boots on our dogs and what happens? They come home missing one or two, right? Absolutely. But so, don't make them too tight. Exactly. That's a good, that's another good point. Okay. So continue. for both of these clothing articles, ensure the product you're getting is a proper fit for your pet. So they stay as comfortable as possible. So remember, you've got to measure around the, where the natural collar is. You've got to measure around the girth. That's the measurement between the front paws up back to the spine and from the base of the tail to the base of the neck. Okay, great suggestions. If your dog decides against wearing boots, there are other options. Many people use paw balm, which creates a waxy seal in your dog's paws to protect them from getting cold or hurt. By the frozen ground. What other protections can dog owners need to take? Well, there's two main hazards to watch for when taking your dog outside in the winter ice and antifreeze. So ice can be just as dangerous for our four legged pets as it is for humans. Taking a fall on ice, whether taking, taking a fall in icy weather can lead to scratch paws and broken bones. 
antifreeze, road salt, and other chemicals commonly found on the road might be even more dangerous than ice. Even just a teaspoon of antifreeze can lead to kidney failure for a dog. And you know, the thing about antifreeze, it tastes really sweet. Now, I've never tasted it, but I've been told for dogs and cats, it tastes really sweet, correct? Yeah, it's a sweet taste. Okay. Signs of the antifreeze poisoning include vomiting, seizures, and excessive thirst, or generally drunken appearance. So that means a dog's like stumbling. If your dog exhibits these symptoms, see a veterinarian ASAP. Okay, so what other tips can you share with us quickly? Make sure that they're hydrated. Like humans, dogs need to replace the water, leaving their bodies during physical exercise. Give them extra treats or food. Your dog also needs more food in the winter as his body uses more energy to keep warm in cold climates. Make your house warmer, just as you might use a heavy down comforter in the winter. Your dog might appreciate the extra warmth too. And you know what I was thinking? I know people think pajamas are crazy for dogs, but a lot of people are really worried about expenses. So they're not going to be blazing the heat up. So you might want to all snuggle on the couch, both of you wearing your pajamas. So Especially I, with the potential cost of electricity this but year. But don't you think it's really just as important to make sure your dog is dry when he comes on the inside of your home after playing in the oh, snow. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's very important. Otherwise it'll leave to health, lead to health problems. This is especially true for shorter haired dogs who find themselves chilly inside and out during the winter months. Probably. And the no hair, the hairless dogs too, right? Pajamas, yeah. I think is great. So you should also pay special attention to older and sick dogs. Dogs with weakened immune systems, such as puppies and the elderly, are at increased risk of developing hypothermia or breaking a bone if they slip and fall. Take shorter walks. All dogs safe for for cold weather breeds should reduce their time outside during the winter months. If you can, take shorter routes for your walks and never leave your dog outside unattended, even in your backyard. Watch your dog's comfort level. Most importantly, Pay attention to your dog. Shivering, lethargy, and shallow breathing are all signs of hypothermia in the dogs. If your dog begins to display these symptoms during the walk, get him inside immediately. Wrap him in warm blankets and place a hot water bottle under the abdomen. Seek medical attention if his temperature falls below 98 degrees Fahrenheit. Anything else, Dr. Fleck? That's all the Flex fact for the week. Great, Dr. Fleck. After hearing all of that, you know, I truly miss the snow, but only for a minute. It's that time of the year again. Common colds are cropping up everywhere in people, but can dogs and cats catch a cold or the flu too? Well, if you're wondering whether dogs and cats can get sick from humans or by being out in the cold weather, our next guest is going to provide us with the 411. So joining us today is veterinarian Stephen Carey. Dr. Carey is an associate professor, small animal clinical sciences at the College of Veterinary Medicine at Michigan State University. As you all know, Dr. Flex, alma mater. Dr. Carey, welcome to the Pet Buzz. I'm so glad you can join us. Now, I want to tell everybody, Dr. Carey was traveling and I literally had to write him a million times just to get him on this show. So he is um, a great veterinarian to get advice from. I appreciate that. That's a wonderful introduction. I appreciate that very much. And I'm always happy to come and talk to you. Great. So I guess the big question is, can dogs and cats catch coals from their owners? So the thing about the viruses and bacteria 
that cause the common cold in people, those are they're they're fairly what's called host adapted. So they're really good at causing disease in people, but they're not so good at causing disease in other species. And the same is true about the viruses and bacteria that cause uh, respiratory infections in dogs. They're really host adapted to cause disease in dogs with a few exceptions. But with those few exceptions, they really don't cause disease in other species. And so dogs have their own little set of viruses and bacteria that cause what we sometimes refer to as, as canine infectious respiratory disease or kennel cough. And there's a couple of those like Bordetella bronchoseptica that can cause disease in immunocompromised people. But for the most part, dogs have their own little cohort of pathogens and people have their own. And for the most part, we don't really share them. Well, we need to take a commercial break and come back with Dr. Kerry talking about pet coals. Also up, Global Pet News and tell me something good. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck here at the Pet Buzz. We are urban, suburban, and and country. Well, we're back with Dr. Stephen Curry from MSU College of Veterinary Medicine. He is an associate professor of a small animal clinic sciences at MSU, and we're so happy to have him here. You know, one of the things that you commented in our last segment is, you know, isolating this cold. But, you know, so many people have multiple dogs as well as cats in the house. So I guess they want to should take their pet to the vet as soon as possible. So the colds don't spread from pet to pet. That is absolutely true. Um, And so I, I identifying that this cough or that these symptoms are, in fact, due to infectious respiratory disease is important so that you can take the steps at home to prevent them from spreading throughout your your herd or throughout the other pets dogs or cats if it's cats in your in your in your home um so isolating those sick ones is one thing you can do there are vaccines available for some of the pathogens some of the bacteria and viruses that cause these respiratory outbreaks And having your pet routinely vaccinated, especially if they live a social lifestyle, can help. But also, if you've got multiple pets in a house and one dog gets sick, you can actually take those other dogs in to get boosters of these vaccines. And that can actually help them in the short term to help prevent that transmission within the home. Now, I think that's a good point to mention because we're prepping for the holidays right now. So many dogs and cats start going to kennels in November all the way until January. So if you start recognizing these symptoms so that if our dogs are going to a kennel between November and January and we see them, they come home and they're coughing, we know what to do. So what vaccines should they be getting? So if you've got dogs that that live social lifestyles, that are going to be boarding, that are going to go to dog shows or go to doggy daycare, or if you travel with your pets, 
Um, any of those activities is going to put them at risk of being in contact with other dogs, and and that co-mingling is, is going to put them at risk for infection. So there are vaccines for Bordetella bronchoseptica, which is probably one of the most common causes. It's a bacterium. There is a vaccine for, there's actually most vaccinated dogs that get what are called core vaccines. That core vaccine that you get every one year, every three years, is going to include vaccines for three of the viruses that are in this complex. And then canine influenza virus. I think you're in the Chicago area, so you all are very aware of CIV. CIV caused a huge outbreak in Chicago in 2015. So it's still out there circulating in pockets. And so there are vaccines for CIV as well. And, and we do still see CIV, canine influenza virus, popping up. So those are the vaccines that we recommend for protection of dogs if they live that kind of social lifestyle. Well, I wish I was in Chicago right now, but then again, here I am in Florida and oh, now nice. we have so many snowbirds coming down here. So it's also a good idea for you folks who listen to the show up north. And when you come down here to Florida, you go and talk to a veterinarian here because, you know, a lot of people don't realize every part of the country has some different pet health hazard. I mean, for example, we know that fleas and ticks exist in the uh, upper uh, Midwest, but we have a bad flea problem down here. So before you travel, it's always a good idea to go online, go to Google, see what's happening in the area, as well as ask your veterinarian what type of things are going on in this particular area right now that you need to be aware of. So, you know, you might even want to put a Google alert out for pet health in the specific area that you're in. Dr. Curry, it's just a pleasure to have you. Um, you know, I sometimes if I think my dog's sick, I make him some chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on a cold day, I, chicken soup just fills the soul and makes yeah. it's like, what is it? I don't know. Medicine from heaven. I don't Absolutely. Know. Probably not going to help, but it certainly isn't going to hurt. Well, before you go, can you give us a website where we can learn more about you and or pet colds and the various ailments or diseases that you mentioned? Absolutely. So my university's website is CVM for College of Veterinary Medicine, cvm.msu.edu. And on that website, we've got some features, including I did a little one-on-one -on -one interview with one of our virologists talking about this exact concept. So if you want more information, we go take a deeper dive into, into infectious respiratory disease in dogs and cats. That's great. Well, just to remind you, that was Dr. Stephan Carey, an associate professor of small animal clinical sciences at the College of Veterinary Medicine at Michigan State University. He has a special interest in respiratory ailments for pets. Also up next, global pet news and tell me something good. This could happen anywhere in the world. We know there are unregulated, unregistered, and undereducated individuals posing as registered professionals. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. Unfortunately, this little dog had to pay with its life. A man masquerading as a veterinarian using an ambulance as his mobile office the day he performed a fatal C-section 
unfortunately, this story, I hate to say, happened in Collier County in Florida, not too far from us, Dr. Fleck. The dog named Sugar, tiny little chihuahua, died of an infection linked to this particular C-section surgery. Oswaldo Sanchez was arrested August 11th and is being charged with animal abuse and practicing veterinary medicine without a license, officials said. An investigation revealed he is a licensed, get this Dr. Fleck, dog groomer, not a veterinarian. Sugar's owner contacted Sanchez because the tiny dog appeared to be having difficulty delivering her puppies. Sanchez had previously been introduced to the couple as a veterinarian. The sheriff's office in Collier County posted this in August. This story is coming to a head. Sanchez came to their home to examine sugar and performed a C-section and spay procedure on the dog in his mobile office. Get this, a converted ambulance. He removed a stillborn puppy during the procedure. The surgery was performed on May 18th and Sanchez charged the dog owner $600. Complications arose days later when Sugar developed an infection and spent a week in really bad shape. An ultrasound performed on May 25th revealed the incision on Sugar were closed with a string or a thread and not the standard suture material. Sugar's death was attributed to multi-complications from the surgery and the use of the thread. A veterinarian not involved in this case at the emergency pet hospital told detectives that a C-section is not uncommon surgery in a pregnant dog and that a qualified vet performing the procedure, Sugar most likely wouldn't have died. No, and that's a very difficult surgery to do, too. So how do you know if your vet is legit? Well, you'll need to find out your vet's full name, office address, and license number. Sometimes vets even have it hanging up in their waiting room. Do you have it hanging up anywhere? Well, there you go. Okay, so it's part of the law. So reach out via phone or computer to your state's Office of Professions and Licensing Board. Each profession has a governing board that's made up of other professionals of the same professional And the public member. I was the public member in New York State for nine years. So whether you are verifying your veterinary's license or looking to report him or her for poor practices, this is where you start. I think it's something that needs to be known because most people do not know that there is an office of professions in your state serving for like accounting, lawyer, massage therapist, nurse, right? And the pharmacist. So every single profession registered in the state has this governing board and they look at review cases that, you know, um, consumers make against. Very, very important to know. Great information to provide for our pet parents. You know, we always got to end with this good stuff. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. We know after 15 years together, Cookie's family left her like a forgotten toy in an animal shelter. To make things more heartbreaking, they decided to keep their younger pup. And while they were leaving the shelter with the younger pup, Cookie cried after them. Well, even though her owners were deaf to hear her pleas, the volunteers of the local rescue were heartbroken after seeing this and they took her in. She's now 
enjoying her golden years with forever fosters who cherish and love her like she deserves. I hear so many stories like this and it breaks my heart. Shame on her original pet parents. Are they going to dump their new puppy when it gets older for a newer model? So Cookie is such a lucky dog. Cookie got the loving home she deserves. Now that's something good. Before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, we're talking about new innovations in pet diabetes and pet cancer. Dr. Fleck, can you thank the guests? Yes, special thanks to our guests, veterinarians Jonathan Stockman and Stefan Carey. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And Dr. Marty Goldstein's Nature's Blend Biologically Balanced Dog Food. If you have any questions, write to us at team at the We'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channels and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. Most importantly, remember we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out, pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. She's running around. Her breath doesn't smell. Her digestive system is perfect. It has made such a huge difference. What did this dog parent do for their dog? She switched to Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food made by Dr. Marty Goldstein, a veterinarian Forbes magazine called The Miracle Worker. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourish skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is back with a 90-day guarantee. Save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get a free full-sized bag of Tilly's Treasures Dog Treats. They're best-selling beef liver dog treats while supplies last. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or shop in over 2,000 stores nationwide. Use the store locator to find the store closest to you. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Paid for by Dr. Marty Pets.